When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Screen superposed in dead letters Halloween. Very slowly, darkness with a small shape at the centre of the screen. Our main titles continue. We get closer and closer until we see the shape of a Halloween mask. A large forehead pelix rubber mask, not a monster or ghoul, but rubber neutral neutral features. Man really distorted by the rubber. Close an eye of the mask. It's empty, blank, empty, a dark, staring socket. Home to Dale Field in Lewis, October 31st, 1963. Mia's house, night. It is a night. Towards the rear of the house, someone up to jack o' lantern growing brightly on the windowsill. It's wildly windy night. The curtains round Jack o' Lantern ruffle back and forth. Suddenly we hear voices from inside the house. Sister, my parents won't be back till ten. Boyfriend, are you sure? Then laughter. Moves from Jack o' Lantern down to another window. Appears inside. We see his sister's bedroom through the blowing curtains. Inside the bedroom comes a sister, eighteen, very pretty. She giggles at the boyfriend, jumps into the room. Also eighteen, he wears a Halloween mask and costume. Boyfriend continues, We're all alone, aren't we? Sister, Michael's around someplace. The boyfriend grabs the sister and kisses her. Sister, take off that thing. The boyfriend rips off his mask. It's a handsome young man underneath. They kiss again. This time there's more passion. The boyfriend begins to unbutton the sister's blouse. She responds to him. We swing away from the window and begins to relentlessly pace back and forth, agitated, disturbed. We hear the sounds of the sister and boyfriend inside the bedroom, glowing more, more passionate. Finally, we back up the window, inside through the moving curtains, we see the sister and boyfriend on the bed, naked, looking love. Brings back to the window, stalks quietly down the side of the house, past the decolletten, round to the door. Quite the door is opened, and inside, slowly through the house, into the kitchen, back to the drawer. The drawer is open, a large butcher knife is redrawn. Brings around and moves to the kitchen door. We look down the hallway to the open front door. A boyfriend steps out the bedroom door. Butting up his shirt, his sister stands by in the doorway, the sheet wrapped around her. Boyfriend, I've got to go. Sister, you called to me tonight? Boyfriend, yeah, sure. Sister, promise? Boyfriend, yeah. They kiss again, the boyfriend walks out. 
slopes to the front door. Sister watches as he leaves and shuts the door behind him. She turns and steps back to the bedroom. Moves slowly down the hall to the bedroom door and peers from the inside her sister sits at the, the night table, brushing her hair. She's still completely naked, nude. Slowly into the room, suddenly we move down to this cold, guarded Halloween mask on the floor. She bends down and picks it up and suddenly is covered by the mask we see through the high holes. Move up behind the sister, sensing her presence. She spins around the stairs, covering her breasts quickly. Sister Michael? Suddenly the lunges forward. The sister continues to stare at Crew Christmas. It's a rapid blur as it drives the butcher's knife into the sister's chest out again, almost before he's seen it. The sister looks down, the blood foaming in her hands, then back up with astonished disbelief. The wild protivian, the butcher's knife blurs continuously in and out of the frame, slashing the sister mercilessly. She begins to scream, trying to fend off the blows of her hands. It only falls out of frame onto the floor. Moves back away to sister and sister's life of body. Bends around and careers out of the bedroom. At top speed, races through the darkened house to the front door. Out the door, down the steps rapidly up the street. Frenzied flight up to the sidewalk for a small side alley. Down someone's backyard in the sudden abrupt halt in the house in front of mothers and father. Just coming out of the neighbour's house. Mother and father stare the first puzzlement then slow, glorying horror. Mother, Michael? Michael, the father's hand reaches and rips off a Halloween mask. Vina Michael, six underneath. Bright-eyed boy with a calm, quiet smile on his face. Vina in a blood-stained butcher knife in his hand and further back. Back with his parents standing there but up from the neighbour's house. The neighbourhood as the sounds of police siren rise in the distance. Biff's Grove and Inner Railway, October 30th, 1978. Highway rain, night. Two headlights appear in the darkness, backlighting a rain that pours down a lonely strip of highway. A station wagon hisses along the wet road surface. Station wagon, night. The back seat is separated from the front of the wire mesh scene. Much like the police car, Matron. Marion, 30 drives. Marion, 30 drives. She is dressed in a crisp white nurse outfit. Next to her is a pressure seat is Sam Loomis, a clinical psychologist. He's a tough looking man. His forties is flipped through pages of Manila folder. No Loomis. He, he gets another physical by the state. He makes his appearance before the judge. That should take four hours. We're lucky. Don't move on away, Marlon. Marlon. Marion. What did you use it before? Lumis, Femazine. Marion. You'll be able to sit up. Lumis, that's idea. Here we are. Sanatorium. Through the rain, we see a large sign. Miss Grove, Warren County Sanatorium. Behind the sign is Sanatorium itself, a cold looking building surrounded by fence. Lumis continuing the driveway. A few hundred yards. Up to your right, Mariam. Are there any special instructions, Loomis? Just try to understand what we're d- dealing with here. Don't underestimate it, Mariam. I think we should refer to it as him, Loomis, if you say so. Marion, your compassion is overwhelming, Doctor. Loomis glances at Marion. She lights a cigarette. 
He shoves out matches the pack and tosses it on the splashboard. Then the stairs, a cigarette packet. A pack of the matches reads a bright, bright, red lounge entertainment nightmare. No turns his eyes back to the rain the road. Numbers, ever done anything like this before? Marion, only minimum security, Numbers, I see. Marion, defensively. What does that mean? Numbers, it means I see. Marion, you don't have to make this any harder than it is already. Numbers, I couldn't if I tried. Marion, anything that ever bothers me, they're gibberish when they start raving on and on. Numbers, you don't have anything to worry about. He hasn't spoken a word in fifteen years. Both of them suddenly stare at the windscreen in front of them. There, through the rain, we see a field off to the side of the road, dimly lit by the car headlights of five patients dressed in windblown white grounds, drenched by the rain, wandering aimlessly round the field. Marion, since when did they let them wander? Around they look up ahead. Dying in by the side of the road is a male patient, a mild-looking man, Sixties dressed in a white gown who stares at the station wagon. Station wagon. Marion slows the station wagon, pulls the side of the road. Lemus jumps out. Through the windscreen, we see Lemus rush to the patient, stand and talk for a moment, and hurry back. Lemus climbs back and dripping from the rain. Lemus pull up to the entrance. Marion, should we pick him up? Lemus move it. Marion starts down the road. Marion, what did he say? Lemus, he asked me if I could help him find his purple lawnmower. Marion, I don't think this is any time to be funny. Lemus, he said something else. He's all right now, he's gone, he was gone. Cemeterium ride. Ahead of them is the entrance to Cemeterium. Station wagon, Marion slows down to turn. Through the rear window, we see a shape spring out of darkness, streak through the rain, leap up in the beer of the racing wagon. Station wagon bounces up and down. They stay stags out, out from the weight of someone on top. Marion, something fell on the roof. The roof continues to buckle in and out wildly. Lemus, something's jumped on the roof. Marion stops and rolls down the window to look outside. Lemus opens his door and steps out. Suddenly he's hit by his face by a powerful fist on the roof. Lemus staggers backwards and falls aside the, the road. Marion starts to react. Suddenly a hand reaches through the window and lunges at her. Fingers grab her hair. She screams, the fingers tighten around her hair. The hand pulls Marion roughly to the window, twisted around her seat. Marion's feet jams all the way on the gas pedal. A bag and stirs then roars forward. Marion continues to scream, clawing at the hand. Road through the rain. The road spins crazy ahead. Wipers erasing sheets of rain. Suddenly the other hand reaches down for the roof and grabs the swiper. Holding it tightly, Marion splashes on the windscreen. The screw in the road, station wagon. The rain rips at Marilyn's hair, screaming, crawling. Through the windscreen, the windscreen is completely obliterated by rain. Station wagon, the station wagon skids and rams. Into the shoulder, the side of the road, Marilyn's held across the seat, across against the bathroom door. So I need a hand. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Spring down at the above. Sam's against special windows, shuttering it. Streaking Marilyn scurries across the front seat, opens the driver's door and scrambles out. Station wagon Marion frankly crawls away across the rain-drenched road, away from the station wagon. With her, as she slides down into the muddy shoulder, she looks back. From the shoulder we see the station wagon rain, the shape jumped to the driver's seat and slam the door. Then the station wagon takes off and disappears down the road into the darkness. Nemus runs off at the rain, but helps Marion to help her, her feet. She cries hysterically. Nemus stares at her down the road at the disappearing taillights. Nemus, you calm down now. The evil's gone. Home of Field, October 31st, 1978. Larry's house. Larry, 17 and pretty, quite spalked away. Quite away, steps out of the two-story building, frame house, down the front walk to the street. Faces soft, innocent, the quality of her eyes, bright and alive. Her father steps out to the door behind her, walks to his car, drive by her door. Okay, his car is a strode real estate, emblazoned on the side of the road door. Father, don't forget to drop off the key at Mary's place. Lorry, I won't. Father, they're coming by to see the house at 10.30. Be sure to leave it under the mat. Lorry, I promise. Lorry. The lorry, as she walks down a residential street, she's carried a large bundle of school books in her arms. Across the backyard, Tommy Doyle, an eight-year-old boy with tussled brown hair, bright blue eyes, comes running with his books. Tommy, hi, lorry. Lorry, hi, Tommy. He catches up with her. They walk along down the street. Tommy, are you coming over tonight? Lorry, same time, same place. Tommy, can we make a jack o' lantern? Lorry, sure. Tommy, can we watch the Munster movies? Laurie Shaw, will you read them? Can we make the popcorn? Laurie Shaw, sure. We walk up the front of the old two-story Myers house, set back in the street. It's now weather-beaten and dissipated. Laurie walks through the front gate and starts up to walk, starts up round towards the porch. Tommy, you start supposed to be up there. Laurie holds up the key. Laurie, yes I am. Tommy, ah, oh, that's a spooky house. Laurie, just watch. Laurie shows up the front porch. She bends down, lifts the welcome mat, and places the key under it. Maya's house through the window. Through her front window, she, we see Laurie bending over, 
Welcome back. Suddenly a dark shape and outline of a man leaned forward, watching her. She walked back as Tommy the street, the shape moved to watch them, phased back into the land terror of the house. Laurie and Tommy. Laurie and Tommy continued walking down the street. Tommy. Lonnie uh, Emma. Never go never to go up there. Laurie Emma said that's an haunted house. He said real awful stuff happened there once, Laurie. Laurie Emma probably won't get to sit out of sixth grade. Tommy breaks stride and runs across the street. Tommy, I want to go. I'll see you tonight. Laurie, see you. Laurie continues walking alone. She begins to sing quietly to herself. Laurie sings, I wish I had you all alone, just the two of us. I could hold you close to me, so close to me. You see Laurie walking off down the street at this distance. A dark shape moves in the frame, watching Laurie disappear around the corner. Laurie sings continuing, continuing, just the two of us, so close to me. Centurion Day, Sam Lewis drives quickly back out of the front of the Centurion, followed by, immediately by Dr. Wynne, grey-haired man in his 40s. Of the parking lot, Wynne, a lot responsible, Sam Lewis. Of course not, Wynne, I gave him in the profile. Lewis? You must have told him he shot it into him into a grinning idiot. Two roadblocks and all points bothered him. One stop a five year old book by girl. Lewis reaches the car and unlocks it. Then he was our patient, doctor. If the precautions weren't significant, we should have been notified. Lewis, I notified everyone. Nobody listened. When? There's nothing else I can do. Lewis, you can get back on the telephone and tell him exactly what walked out here last night and tell him where he's going. When? Probably going. Lewis, I'm wasting time. Lewis gets in the car. Wynne leans down to the window. Wynne, Sam Homerfield. It's 150 miles from here. How could you get there if you can't drive, Lewis? He was doing all right last night. Maybe someone screaming listens. Lewis starts at the car and pulls away from the centurion. Wynne watches him go and hurries back in the building. Classroom day. Laurie sits in the back of the classroom. High school student. Students in as a teacher drones away at the front of the room. Teacher and the back ends for about Samuel's. He's really thinking, talking about his fate. Close up, Laurie. She barely listens to the teacher as she doodles in the notebook in front of her. Teacher continues. You see, fate caught up with several lives here. No matter what course of action Rose Lewis took, he was destined to his own fate. His own day of reckoning for moving health. The idea is this that destiny is every very real concrete thing that very person has to deal with. Laurie gets her gaze lets her gaze out of move to window. She's dream stares dreamily outside. Laurie Street. From the window she can see the street at a station wagon parked along the sidewalk. Behind the station wagon stands the shape of a man. Can't quite see his features from where. It's clear that he's looking in the school window. Angle Laurie. She moves, turns away from the window, and begins to doodle again. We see Laurie draw. Laurie Stroll, teacher. Edwin, how does Edwin's view of fate differ from that of custom day? Laurie, she glares up from the book and out the window again. Laurie, the shape behind the station wagon is still there. Staring all right, right at her, she fr- Laurie frowns, staring at the shape, back at shape, Redwin, and doesn't he feel no matter how complicated something is, is real so really simple too. Teacher, no, pause, Laurie. 
This brings her round from the window. Laurie, hmm? Teacher answered the question. Laurie, Constantine wrote the fate was somewhere related only to religion, where Samuel felt the fate was like a natural element, like water, earth, air, water, fire, water. Teacher, that's right, Samuel, definitely personified fate. Laurie sneaks a glance back to the window. The shape and the wagon, station wagon are gone. She turns back from the window and back to the notebook. She's written, Laurie Strode is lovely. You see a car parked in front of a small closed down gas station diner by the side of the highway. Over to the phone book, Loomis is inside on the telephone. Loomis. No, not into the phone, not since Tuesday. Thursday sales. Yes, I'm all right. Stop worrying. Also, also, after this, I'll sleep for a week, two weeks. I said I'll be right. Believe me, I'll be home soon. Yes, I do. Very much. I just have to stop him. Of course, it's possible. I know him. And when he gets there, God will help us. Right, right. I'll call you, me. Be goodbye, too. Goodbye. Louis hangs up the phone, steps out the booth. He looks up the highway. The highway disappeared in the distance. There is an old weather beaten up sign that reads, Hummerfield, 73 miles. There's above the horizon, huge clusters of clouds, dark, anonymous, are blown along by the wind. Gas station. Lomas turns and walks back to his car. He glances at the old gas station. He walks. The building is dark, empty, dilapidated. On the pointed locked door are huge marks of chlorine animal wanting to get in. Lomas stops, stares at the door, and slowly walks over to it. He touches the marks with his hands and looks at the dirt driveway around the building. There's a fireball time tracks leading from the highway up to the door and back to the highway again. His gaze returns a discarded object crushed in the dirt driveway. A pack of cigarettes. He picks up a cigarette pack. Stuck in a telephone. The crushed packet of matches. A rabbit in the laundry lounge. Entertainment nightly. Lewis turns and quickly strides back to the car. Gets in, rolls away from the lonely lost gas station. The playground is filled with children just getting out of school for a day. Some are dressed in Halloween costumes, some pumpkins and orange and black streamers, some carry jackets lanterns. Some young comes out the door carrying a very large pumpkin, followed by three boys, Richie, Keith, Lonnie, who are laughing and pushing him. Tommy, leave me alone, Lonnie, we've got to get you. Lonnie runs up to Tommy and wiggles his finger at Tommy's face. A voice from a circle round Tommy and told him in a unison they sing. Boys, we're going to get you, we're going to get you. Lonnie, a bugman's coming, Tommy. No, he's not. Leave me alone. Lonnie, you don't believe, don't believe us, do you? Now you know what happens on Halloween? Tommy, yeah, we get candy. The boys laugh. Richie turns up to Tommy and makes a face. Richie, all oh, the boogeyman. The other boys join in the chant. Boys are using the boogeyman, the boogeyman, the boogeyman. Tommy turns up from him and starts to run away. Richie sticks out his foot. Tommy trips and falls to the concrete, smashing his pumpkin beneath him. The other boys run away, giggling and screaming with delight. End of part one. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. 
Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.